our leader for tonight is Jack. Hi, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Jack. Hi. I'm glad to be here. And um, this is a nice meeting. Uh, so um, I started out, I, my parents, uh, uh, well, my father was a raging alcoholic and pretty brutal. And um, he threw an ashtray and broke my brother's nose uh, at the age of three. And, um, and my brother just passed about three weeks ago. And, um, but because of all this, all that craziness, I was, I was, uh, uh, I was under a lot of uh, stress in my home. And uh, my dad um, just was really brutal one day when I was seven. And right after that, um, my mom abandoned me at uh, an aunt and uncle's house. And while she was driving off, I was just figuring out that she was leaving without me. She was leaving me in L.A., and she was, uh, they were moving. Our family was moving up, but I thought I was part of it. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I felt abandoned at 7, and uh, I caught up with her, and, and I was asking her what happened, and she said that they need, needed to get up there and move up there, and they didn't want, you know, me underfoot. And I said, how, you know, you weren't going to tell me? So anyway, the biggest deal for me is that I was... Uh, just pretty freaked out about that, and I gained a bunch of weight that two weeks that they left me down there. And when I got home, uh, they sent some strange man to come pick me up and took me home, five-hour trip. And um, oh, it was longer than that, actually, was it? No, it was only three and a half hours from there. And um, but I remember my mom saying, "Oh my God, you've gained weight," and because um, I was just eating whatever I could get my hands on I was just so freaked out and um so and that started it and I I developed over the years alcoholism drug addiction um and I just when I and then I stopped I I had a girlfriend that uh when she had a baby she was going to have a baby and I said um you know what we can't be doing drugs dealing drugs doing all this alcohol and um and if we got a child coming, and um, she didn't agree with me, so we ended up not going different directions. But um, when I stopped, I came home one day and had said to her, well, I'm going to stop drinking, smoking four packs of cigarettes, uh, snorting cocaine, and dealing cocaine. And, um, and there you have it. <laughs> she said, don't do all that at one time. And I said, I am. And I took back cigarettes, and then I had some slips with the stuff, and then I found AA. I kept telling uh, people I was going to go to AA. I had a therapist that said, you need to go to AA. And I said, no, uh, I'm not going to go to AA. There's only white middle-class whiners there, and I'm not going. <laughs> and then uh, finally she said, well, you've had four slips in uh, 18 months, and so you can't come back and see me until... And I had gotten through found her and it was just a stroke of luck and um and I I knew that I'd been telling her things that had happened to me for my brothers too and my parents and um and I didn't want to lose her and so I was paralyzed that day and night um <clears throat> in a chair and uh, the next day I went to an AA meeting and uh I was a white working class whiner there so <laughs> uh but so that started 
my eating career, and um, it just got worse. And uh, and I was, um, I think I was like a hundred and thirty-two pounds like that in um, maybe fifth grade, and uh, they they'd come and weigh us, right? And I was like, oh, and this is in grade school, right? So so anyway, I started uh, um, just. Uh, I became a, pretty much an isolator, but um, and over the years, and uh, but I also I think before I walked into AA, I walked into OA, and I had seen a friend of mine, um, somebody I had known before, and uh, I kept saying, "Oh yeah, you need to hire her." And then I was walking by her, and my the friend that I told to hire her. She said, you just walked by her. You didn't even know her, and we just hired her. <laughs> and I said, I didn't even know her. I went back out, and I went, wow, you've lost weight. And she said, yeah, a lot of weight. And I said, how? And she told me she went to Overeaters Anonymous. And I went, oh, no, it's one of those God programs, right? Like AA. And she said, well, it's not quite like that. It's different. And... um and so I said, well, tell me about it. So she started telling me about it. And uh, I said, well, what's the first thing I have to do? She says, you need a, spon- a sponsor. So I asked her to be my sponsor. She became my sponsor. So that started out. But because of my childhood and the way I was raised, I had a really hard time communicating with people. And I'm still not, you know, I'm so much better. <laughs> but uh, I have lost up and down, up and down. I've gotten down 100 pounds. My top weight is 310. And um, but I was at three ten or see I was I was I wasn't quite that big. I had gained a ton of weight. Two of my best friends had died within a couple of uh, days of each other, and this is probably about eight years ago. And I just ate everything in sight. You know, I just wanted uh, all my binge foods, and um, I was brokenhearted over it. And then. Uh, I ended up going to this meeting because I had I will leave away and then come back and then go away and then so I I went um, to this meeting and I and I have a hard time walking at that weight my feet would kill me and I was really cranky that day and I was trying to get in this one door of this and I had never been to the meeting before and um, this woman was walking behind me and she goes listen I'm gonna go in around and I'm gonna come around and open this door for you and I said don't bother. I'll just walk around, get in the door, and I remember that. And when I got, and she goes, "No, no, no! I will do this. I want, I want to open the door for you." And I said, "No, no! I'll do it myself." You know. So I go over there and I get in the meeting, and she's the speaker. And she was so great. She was so great, and she had such a tight program. And I was like, "Oh my God! I love you. I want to be your sponsee." You know. So I went up to her, and she said, "Call me." I said, okay, and um, so she called me, and uh, or I called her, and uh, she became my sponsor. But before that, through the whole, whole AA thing, uh, I, I was in AA for uh, 20 years, clean and sober, and I've got 32 now. But when I, was in, when I had 20 years, uh, this guy walked by me that I had just met the week before, and he, he tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, I'm so glad to see you, Jack, and I was like, a man saying that to me? Well, thanks, man. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? That guy is so nice to me. 
And I went up to him. I went outside. I said, uh, said, excuse me to this guy I was talking to. I went outside and I said, you know what? Excuse me for a little. Can I ask you something? And he said, sure, what? And I said, you know what? I can't get through the fourth step. I just can't get through it. And I've never been able to do it. And I wonder if you wouldn't help me. And um, he said, Jack, I can't think of anything I'd rather do. And I went, really? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And I said, all right. And he helped me. It took a year. And then I was speaking at the, that same meeting a year later. And I said, I, I got through the steps. And he was in the audience. And I said, he, I called him by name and said, um, how did I do on my fourth step? And he said, you did really good, Jack. It just was really long. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, ah. So, um, so my daughter, I uh, I kept her in my life, and she's thirty four now, and um, and uh, but so I'm gonna sort of break over to where this last eight months happened here, and um, uh, I um. I would go down some weight with that one sponsor, that last sponsor I had before this uh, thing, and uh, I'd go down, and then I just could not stay abstinent, and and it was really due to my, I, I over the years I've just lived in a fantasy world, and I just I didn't know how to get out of it, and I worked the steps, but I never worked them in OA, and I would get up to like seventh step, and then I would fire the sponsor and I've had more sponsors than I have toes and fingers and I've had a lot of therapists and I couldn't keep therapists either and um, I just couldn't trust anybody I had a really hard time with trust and I know that it came from my childhood but you know I just kept trying and so there was a long story short about how I came into this this other program but uh, eight months ago um, on uh, August 11th, I had to take a friend and she just have to go back to uh, Walnut Creek and pick up a car. And so I took her with me and I said, hey, we're going to get up really early. Let's go to that OA meeting, and um, my regular OA meeting. And she said, great, let's go. And so we got there and I said, hey, we have to go to Walnut Creek. Why don't we go to that How meeting? And it's a How OA. It's another program off of shoot off of uh, OA. And she said, great. So we ran and found, found it and got in there. And then they go to breakfast afterwards. And so we went to breakfast. And I was listening to this woman talk. And I just went, oh, my God, I have to have her as my sponsor. And because <clears throat> this other sponsor that I had in no way couldn't really pay attention to me. She had some really hard things going on in her life. And that's been the story of my life. People could not pay attention to me. And before you know it, I would, you know go punish myself over it and instead of trying to find the right sponsor I mean I thought I tried I tried so many times but so um, she said I finally said to her excuse me excuse me excuse me <laughs> would you be my sponsor and she said you know what Jack I've, I got my quota I'm booked up and I'm sorry but I can't and I said oh, okay and so I was sitting there and people were asking me how we got over there and and um, and I was talking about this car for my daughter, and and um, it's a long story short, but 
She was watching everything I did and said, and then finally she says, Jack? And I said, yes. And she said, I'll sponsor you. And boom, man, and she's so good. She's got, I don't know how many years, a ton of years. And so, um, I don't, is it okay I talk about how? How, how program? Okay, because uh, it's changed my world. They have a booklet that has the steps, and you do one question. It has the questions, and you do one question a day. They have a food plan that you follow. It's sort of rigid, but it's nothing like another program that's a little bit more, I won't say the word, but uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, But... And it's not its not like Nazi. It's like, uh, it's just very, I mean, she was so loving and caring to me, and she still is. And um, it's been eight months, and, you know, uh, I've stayed abstinent, like, you know, pretty much to the T. And its it's been really interesting for me, because I've, I can see I've, I've released another 66 pounds. And so... I got another 60 to go, and, um, but uh, actually it's almost, uh, it's, it's about, let's see, 90, uh, it's, it's from 310, I'm two, 218, so it's been that many, so from then I just started counting it from when I walked into Howe, but it's almost, you know, 90 pounds or something like that, 80-something, and um, <clears throat> so... Uh, what a relief for me. And the steps go so smooth for me with these questions. And I don't have to stress. And, and as soon as you get 30 days, you're supposed to start sponsoring. And so uh, I have people who really want me to sponsor because I wouldn't sponsor anybody <laughs> before, you know, because usually I'm allergic to people. And I'm allergic to their perfumes and their colognes and all that. So I just think, yeah, it's safer to just stay away from them. And um, so, and nobody was pushing me to do it, so I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> so, uh, but then now I'm sponsoring people, and uh, and my sponsor is so helpful to me. And I got people who enjoy the fact that I'm sponsoring, and someone just wanted me to uh, be their step sponsor. So um, recently, so it it's working out, works out okay. We'll see what happens, but um, and. Through this, I'm developing a better communication skills, and um, and I think the biggest thing uh, is learning how to trust. And when someone's talking to me over the phone, and after they give me their food and stuff, and they're starting to talk to me about um, what's happening in their life, I can really see about how it goes back to fear. And how it goes back to mistrust, because I've had so much of that uh, all through my life. And, um, and, uh, and no family. My parents died, and you know what? I was uh, speaking at a meeting, and somebody came up to me after the meeting and said, Jack, what your father did to you, and you forgave him? And like through this program, and I have no... Nothing left over. I just have forgiven him. And I wasn't planning on it. It just happened because, you know, I wanted to stay abstinent. And I wanted 
to like be there for my fam- my parents and I was there for them when they were dying and that to me was the most rewarding thing and my mom's best friend said you will never ever forget this and she's right I never forgot it I I was there tooth and nail for them and um and they knew it one time I walked into my mom's nursing uh, facility and she was sitting in a wheelchair with no panties on and maybe a little something up here and she looked at me and she said oh my god I'm so glad to see you you know and I have never forgotten that and I you know I was there and um it was it's been really important to me and I'm really grateful I, my brothers I can't deal with them but um uh this program, these AA was great, and OA, they've carried me through. And uh, if you're struggling with food, um, call me. I'll leave my phone number. You can call me, you can call your sponsor, and talk about the fear, and talk about what that means, and if you, if you trust yourself. Uh, someone, one of my sponsees asked me today on the phone, what is self-esteem? And I talked to her about, you know, it's uh, self-worth, and we talked about fear and trust. And it just, it seems like that conversation was really important to have. She felt it, and so did I. And it's a gift from, uh, you know, I don't feel like this is a religion. I just feel like it's... Uh, Having a spiritual ground and is, I've been talking about that, but I never really saw it happening till now, till where I really can see it working uh, one day at a time in me. And um, I go to a lot of meetings, I do a lot of service, and it really helps. And I don't go to a lot of meetings, I've been to a lot of meetings. When I first walked into AA, I started going, some uh, some big butch lesbian said to me, we've been waiting for you, we had a chair for you, because I used to be everybody's drug dealer back then, you know. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, all right, thanks. And then I started going to three meetings a day because I just, you know, thrived on this program, the way that it talks to us, the way that it speaks to us, and the way that we can get help. And it not cost us out our nose, you know. It's really a really a a special thing, and I I love this program, and and I love all of you, and I'm really grateful for you having me come share my story tonight, and thanks for having me, and let's move on. <laughs>